The following episode contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, Scary Dolls. Hello. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Carol. And you are listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast. We have donut holes. <laughs> yeah, Carol yeah, was swallowing right before we started. <laughs> I swallowed a big one. So we were talking about how like the AS- ASMR, like little Asian Chinese people, how they stick a whole chicken breast in their mouth and they pull out the bone. Mm-mm. I don't understand how they open their mouths that wide. And I don't all- get it. <laughs> it, doesn't like, it doesn't like their jaw it like, like they dislocates. like unlock their jaw and then like lock it back up when they're done oh. like i wish we could i mm. mean i think that would be cool right or like even like when they eat the pizza like the way they stick the pizza like the, the whole, whole pizza the whole pizza in their mouth the yes. square. like i want to see this but then i don't <laughs> i have a bunch of videos saved i know we send them to carl so <laughs> like i almost so went to my instagram <laughs> I'm like, how? She's like, I don't know. They know how to swallow. <laughs> like, I want to, like, go give them, like, a turkey leg and be like, try this. Like, you have to challenge them. It's so weird, right? Because they, like, they'll put, like, a huge thing of noodles in their mouth. And then you see it, like, bulging out on the side. And then they I, they do this thing where they eat, like, sausage and dip it in cheese. And then, like, they'll that eat it. sounds good. So it's, like, the noodles and then they eat the sausage and it just, like, <laughs> eat it together and they, they swallow it. It's not, like. A few swallows. It's like one big gulp. Yeah. And then they get the bored. And they're so thin. I'm jealous. I know. Like, how do you eat that thin. much? All of them know. are like pencil thin. I know. Rude. How rude, right? <laughs> it's very interesting. And then you keep watching more and more and you're like... <gasps> and they're all... <laughs> and then they eat more. <laughs> how? Well, I don't even probably so amazed like dang look what i created yeah (laughs) their food always looks so good too like when they eat the king crabs all these different kind of sauces oh girl and they always have like a bowl of like melted cheese next to them and they dip everything in cheese everything tastes better with cheese (laughs) i'm obsessed with cheese (laughs) (laughs) i dip my donuts in cheese no i'm just kidding no you're not Okay, are you ready to hear my series of scary events that happened to me this week? Oi. Are they, like, really, really scary, or are they just kind of, like, Do they happen at work? Oh, they're scary. Okay. I love work. Go ahead. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, obviously, I was out of work the week before, so then I came back. Monday was fine, then Tuesday, um, my boss was... Okay, my boss was standing by my office, right? I had left to go pick up more masks for the clinic. And I always shut my door. And so when I came back, she's like standing by my door, but she's like doing like putting her ear to my door. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, um, I hear like a conversation happening in your office. She's like, I thought somebody was, I, th- I thought you were in there with somebody. She's like, but I could have sworn I just saw you leave. And I was like, yeah, I left you to go pick a mask. And I opened up my door and like, there's nothing there. I was like, well, maybe it was Alexa. Like maybe I had my music on and like, 
I checked and like the music was off. She wasn't playing. And she's like, I don't know, you're back. So that means you brought all your ghosts back, you bruja. And she like walked out and went to her oh meeting, right? <laughs> you know how Amanda, you know how Amanda is. Yes. She's all, all about that. And she knows like that I, I'm clairvoyant. Like she knows all that stuff. Cause she had asked me before, cause when she was pregnant with her son, she felt that something was like following her, like watching uh-huh. her. So she had asked me like if I saw any energies around her or anything. Yeah, it was, she's funny. But, um, so I can't remember if it was that day or the next day, to be honest, but, and it was all this week. Um, so where my office is, behind one of my walls is the bathroom that's downstairs. And um, I don't hear, like, people, I can hear, like, the toilet flush and I can hear, like, the, like, the, just the water, right? Mm-hmm. I can't actually hear anybody, like, peeing or taking a poop or anything. That would be weird. <laughs> but um, somebody started knocking on the wall. And Jen was working down there this week. So I knocked back thinking it was her, right? And then it knocked back again. Mm. And I was like, stupid. So then I kept knocking back. Well, kept, we kept going back and forth. And then it did, or she, I thought she did like a few last knocks. So then I did a few knocks again and I waited, nothing, right? And I was like, that's weird, right? I haven't heard a toilet flush or anything. So I'm sitting there for a long time, like waiting. I'm like, that's weird. So then I messaged her. I'm like, hey, were you in the bathroom? she hadn't wrote me back. So I got up and went over there. There was nobody in there. It was just her. And um, I looked in the bathroom and like the lights were off and everything. And she's on the phone with the patient. And there was another nurse. Actually, no, there was another nurse in there. But she was on the phone with the patient too. So I was like, okay, like somebody had to have been in the bathroom. So then I waited for her to get off. And I'm like, hey, were you in the bathroom right now? She's like, no. And I was like, did you see anybody go in the bathroom? She's like, no, I didn't see anybody. Why? And I was like, because somebody was like knocking back and forth with me for like a good 10 minutes. I thought it was you. She's like, why would you knock back? I thought it was you. Because there's sometimes where she's in the restroom and like she'll knock on the wall. Not all the time, but very rarely if she wants to try to freak me out or whatever. So she's like, I swear to God, like it wasn't me. I don't know who or what it was. I was like, okay. Like, so I left it alone. So Friday morning, I get to work. I'm like, fuck, I have to pee, like always. So then I go to the restroom, and the door, that was Sabrina. Oh. She knocks on the, on the door. Oh. So um, I go to the bathroom, and, like, the door is closed, right? Anthony's sitting there, the Michelles. We have two nurses named Michelles. We call them <laughs> the Michelles. Um, our coworker, Juan, standing there talking to Jen, and then our other coworker, Glow, is in her office. And I knock on the door. I was like, who's in the bathroom? Well, actually, one of the Michelle's wasn't at her desk, so I assumed it was her. So I knock in the bathroom, and everybody knows the story about Lupita, right? So I'm like, Lupita, hello, who's in the bathroom? And I hear, I am. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, so I was like, okay, like, Michelle's in there. So I back up, and then Jen's like, what are you doing? And I was like, somebody's in the bathroom. And she's like, nobody's in there. I was like, nah, because she just said, I'm in here. And she's like, ooh. I was like, Michelle, she was, no, she just went to go do rounds with patients. I was like, shut up. So then I knock on the door again and I don't hear anything. So I open the door and like the lights are off and nobody's in there. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But she's like, are you still going to use the bathroom? I'm like, hell yeah, I need to pee. Yeah. So I would have been like, nope, I'm using the other one. <laughs> what the but hell? It was just like a series of like events that happened at work. It was weird. It's because they missed you, the ghosts. They're like, yeah. like you were gone for a week. You what the hell? Gone. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have anyone else to pick on other than oh, me, but Lupita just likes to pull my hair. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I wear it up now. And you're in that corner by yourself. Yeah, I, I have a little corner now. My little own little corner. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. So then, one more thing. So this kind of gave me like um, doppelganger vibes that my little sister told me. So because y'all don't know my little sister, um, she sees stuff just like me. But I think her abilities are more open than what I was because I didn't start seeing. Well, my mom said I've always seen things, but not the way Sophia does. And like Sophia's like very like she can see and feel things that I can't. So I think she's going to be very like intuitive with everything. And like Mm -hmm. she's very into like when we go get Olympias done, like when we go and get cleanings. She wants to know, like, how they do the cleanings, how you say the words, like, the tarot cards. Like, she's all interested in that stuff. And I had loved the paranormal when I was little, but I wasn't interested in it the way she is. So I think when she gets older, like, she's really going to help people. Like, she's Uh going to be all about it. Um, So anyways, uh, she said that she was asleep Friday morning. My mom was waking her up. And she was like, Mandy, I swear, mom was waking me up. She was like, and I saw you peek your head around the corner of the door. She was like, and you looked at me. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah. Um, She said that she woke up, she saw me. And she kind of smirked because she said she got excited that I was there in the morning. And she thought maybe I was dropping off like the baby or something. And then after she completely woke up, she was like, hey, mom, where's Mandy? My mom's like, going to work. Why? No, I saw her this morning when you were waking me up. I saw her by the door. She was like, what door? She's like, by the bedroom door. My mom's like, no, Mandy's not here. Mom, I saw her. She was standing by the door. She even smiled at me when you were waking me up. So she told me, she goes, Mandy, I swear it was you. Like, you, like, pulled your head around the corner. You smiled at me. She was like, and that's what, like, motivated me to wake up because I was excited that you were here because I thought you were dropping the baby off so we could take care of her. And I was like... No, was oh. that work? <laughs> oh my god! And the fact that it smiled at her. Yeah. Ugh. So I didn't say anything. I was like, I don't know, Sophia. Like maybe because I don't like she's so little and yeah, like yeah. she's very open to that stuff, but it still scares her because she's so little. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know, Sophia. I was like, maybe you're just like because you missed me so much. Like you thought you saw me. And she's like, well, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. She goes, I swear it was you, though. Like, you crystal as day. Like, you just, like, popped your head around the corner of the door. And, like, you smiled at me. And I was like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> you were dreaming. Yeah. yeah. I, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. So I got, like, doppelganger vibes. Mm-hmm. She it's told probably me that. because we were talking about them. Not too long yeah. Ago. Maybe. Oh, shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Nope. No, thanks. So those are my series of events that happened this past week. Well, you had a very eventful week. I did. Very eventful (laughs) week. Very eventful. (laughs) Sounds Mm. like fun. What about you? Do you have anything? Besides your cat? Just boring this week. Yeah, I was boring this week. (laughs) No ghosts for me. Okay. (laughs) So. No, my Jesus. Uh-oh. As you heard in the beginning of this episode, our little disclaimer. This episode's going to be probably intense for some people. So if you're sensitive to murders, child murders, or specifically child or children killing children, um, you can fast forward all the way to the end. (laughs) (laughs) To our outro. (laughs) Um, But this week we're going to be talking about child killers. Not like people who kill children, like children killing children. It's very disturbing. Or children killing other stuff that too yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so 
Let's get started. Oh man. So when I was like researching, I was like trying to find like a really, really good one. And for some reason, this one just like stuck out to me because it's just so bizarre. Like it's so weird. So um, I'm doing the story of Shirley Wolf and Cindy Col- Collier, I think is her last name. Um, so Shirley is 15 years old. No, 14, sorry. And Cindy's 15. So they were they weren't friends. Like that's the weird thing. They basically met, like, I think the day before they actually did their killing, which was so crazy. Like, they just met and were like, they kind of like bonded with it because they want, what? Sorry. <laughs> they like bonded for the wrong reason. Basically, <laughs> they did because they like bonded over, they wanted to get out of their town. And they didn't live like in a small town. They lived in, um, I forgot where, where it was. I think it was like 33 minutes outside of Sacramento. And it was in Auburn, California. It was in Auburn, California. So it wasn't like a small, you know, little town or anything like that. But they just for some reason wanted to leave town. So that's like how they they met each other um, like after school somehow. Like they didn't they weren't even friends. They just met each other and they like bonded over like, oh, we want to leave this town. Get out of here. So their bright idea. Right. They're 14, 15 years old. They're like, why don't we steal a car? Instead of just like jacking a car that's like abandoned, they're like, oh, in order to steal a car, we got to kill somebody and get their car. So that was their logic. They were like, that's how we're going to get out of town. We're going to kill somebody, steal their car. That's how we're going to leave. Right. I'm like, guys, really, you could have just like taken a car that was on the side of the road or something (laughs) like, come on. So they like meet each other. They devise this plan. They're going to like steal a car, then to kill somebody. But they didn't know anybody themselves that had a car that they could kill. So they were like, it has to be random gotta be like a stranger so um down the street from cindy's house there was like one of those um not apartments but con like condos so they decided to go and knock on each door and what i thought was the funny thing was they knocked on at least like four or five doors but they only killed one person out of those four or five doors and um the very first one that they walked into it was a lady and a man and um the wife answered the door And they did their whole bit like, oh, like, you know, we're lost or, oh, we need like a glass of water or something like that. So, of course, they're going to like take pity on the little girls. So the wife brings them in and they just start like, oh, I need to use the phone. Can I use your phone? And so the wife kind of felt like something's off. Like, I don't I don't feel like right. Mm -hmm. And so um, the husband's like, no, they're just little girls. Like, it's fine. Just give them the water. Let them use the phone and then let them go on their way. So the wife's like, "Mm, no, she's like some something's up. So she says she just got a weird feeling. And for some reason, I guess they could tell that she was like watching them. Um, They left. They were like, "Okay, like we're going to leave now. And they left. And then she ends up the the wife calling like the cops and saying like, hey, there's like these girls that are came to my door. They're like 14, 15 years old. Just something's not right with them. But the police didn't really like take it serious. Yeah. Like like they they took it serious, but they took their time mm -hmm. like going out to the call. And then they knocked on two more doors, but it doesn't say like whose they were. And then they finally knocked on um, Anne Barackett's door. She was an 85 year old woman and she did the same thing. Like we're lost. We need to use the phone, blah, blah, blah. So then they go in and they're in that house in the condo with her for about an hour and a half. So they're like having a conversation. So to me, it sounded like they were kind of like scoping out their people. I guess they were asking questions like, um, you know, like, do they have family? Do they have people that are going to come and like, look at them, uh, look for them? 
So then they go to um, Anne Brackett's house and she's 85 years old. And then they end up attacking her and like brutally beating her to death. Yeah. And she, yeah. Yeah. And she was by herself. Like she lived by herself. So then they take her keys um, and they steal her car and they leave. Well, and that's when the cops show up um, for the other lady. And then um, one of the neighbors of Ann Brackett, they heard like noise. So then they saw the cops and were like, hey, like there's something going on. Like she's 85. Can you check on her? So then they go in and they see her like dead, like on the floor. So then they go start searching for their car. They end up catching the girls. And the creepy thing that I was like, what the hell was um, Cindy had a diary that she kept. So she basically documented the whole thing in her diary from the yeah, from the minute that she met um, Shirley to the minute um, that they killed her killed Ann Bracken started running off and then um they put this one so they killed her on Tuesday June 14th because she documented it in her diary and it says today oh sorry Shirley had the diary not Cindy um she says today Cindy and I ran away and we killed an old lady it was lots of fun is what she put in her diary Little psycho Dumb bitch. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um so they like met like a few like an hour or a day before, right? So the officers are kind of like trying to figure out like why they decided to do this because they didn't have like a motive. They just wanted to like get out of town. So basically one of the girls, I think it was Cindy, um, she pled insanity. And so they mm-hmm. they tried them not as adults. They tried them as juveniles. So they were supposed to stay in prison until they were 27. Well, Shirley, she actually had so many run-ins with the law while she was in prison because she tried to escape so many times yeah so there was one part where um she had stolen um a fire truck that was inside like the i guess the facility somehow so she had stole the fire truck and she ended up accidentally crashing it into the fence and they got her so then she kind of like added on more years to like her sentence the other girl um cindy she actually like did her time and then after that, she was paroled in 1992. And then they actually did a story like about them by Joanne Merriam. Uh, she's the author of the book called Little Girl Lost. And it's about them, too. And um, last time that author spoke to Cindy, she actually paroled and turned her life around. And she had four kids and she lives in North California. So she was a good one after that. Like she like turned her life around after that. The other one. Not so much like they. Yeah. And it was um, Shirley who tried to plea like insanity. And that way she wouldn't get like so many years or something. But they didn't fall for it. And they gave them um, they tried them as juveniles. So they technically were supposed to get out when they were 27. But Shirley just kept trying to escape. And she was like really bad. She wasn't listening. She just like tried to do so many things to get out of there. Okay. And it like it didn't work out for her. But um. What they did was when they went into her brackets uh, house, they basically like beat her to death. Right. And um, Cindy, because she's documenting it in the in her Shirley, sorry, documenting in the um, diary. She like basically says that like she she gives them up completely because she gives like all of the details. So in this one, she says um blood came out of her mouth so i knew that she was dead that's when i knew that we had to run away as quickly as we can so we stole her keys 
and stole her 1970 Dodge pickup truck that was parked in her garage. So she like basically gave them. She wrote out out her own confession. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out like a lot of like psychologists went and like talked to the girls to try and figure out like what happened. Like, why did they do this? They had only met like the day before, like what made them want to like kill somebody and why did she document it like completely? So when they were doing like interviews with her, um, she basically said like, she just, this, she had never done something like this before. And she just wanted to, like, keep the memory of it. She wanted to, like, I guess, like, not forget it. Or she wanted to, like, document the whole thing because it was something that she's never done before. And she felt like an adrenaline rush. And it made her feel totally different than what she's ever felt before. And I was like, you psycho. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? Did they have, like, for them to bond so quickly, did they have, like, a rough childhood and they bonded over that? So, um, I don't know if it was Cindy or, um, yeah, it was Cindy. She actually lived with her grandparents. Um, so her grandparents really weren't, like, attentive to her. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they made sure she went to school. They made sure she ate and, like, all that kind of stuff. But other than that, like, they didn't really, they weren't bad to her. They just weren't, like. They weren't loving. Yeah, they weren't as loving. And then Shirley, um, it doesn't say much about her, but. She kind of had the same upbringing, but I think her mom had actually passed away. So it was just her dad. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think like her dad was very. I wonder if he was abusive to her. I don't know. It didn't say like on their stuff. I'm pretty sure in that book. That's I don't know why. That's the only reason why I would think they would be like bond so quick. I mean, I know like as girls, like we can bond with somebody quickly, but it's usually because we have like that connection. A common ground. A common ground with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. But both of them say like that um, they didn't feel like any remorse or like any like she's like, um, I don't feel any badness. She's like, I didn't I didn't feel like I was doing something. They didn't feel guilty. Or anything. Yeah. And so um, like because even the officers, like when, when they went out there, there's like there's no way two 14, 15 year old kids could do this kind of murder because they said it was like so brutal and how they beat her like to death that they're like, there's no way these little kids can like do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they were. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I totally think that, like, if Shirley would have, like, gotten out, like, on parole and she didn't try to escape or, or anything like that, that um, she probably would have, like, killed more people or something. Yeah. Yeah. You heard that, right? Yeah. Like, knocking? No, I heard, like, like bags. Like, somebody going through, like, ba- like H-E-B bags downstairs. Weird. It was weird. I was on. That's why I kept looking. I'm like, is Tim over there? But no. I thought you were doing the knocking on the site. That was Sabrina. Oh. Knock, <laughs> knock. I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here, bitch. That's so crazy. No, 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 no. Creepy. Yeah. Okay, I'm next, you guys. So, today we're going to be talking about the murder of Derek Robbie. Roby. I think it's Roby. Um, this happened in 1993. This was a while back. Um, Derek at the time was only like four years old. He was like almost five. Um, he was said to be a good kid. He was like in a lot of sports at school, activities. Um, and he had a lot of friends. He was a good little kid. Um, they lived in a small town in New York called Savona. I've never heard of it, but okay. Um, it was like a very small, tight community where like, you know, everybody knows each other. Um, so this was August 2nd, 1993. 
Um, in the morning, Derek's mom would walk him to a summer camp. It was literally down the road. Like there was no big intersections, no nothing. It was literally just like a dead end road too. So there was no way for him to get lost or anything. It was just down the road. So one day in the morning, they were running a little late to camp. Um, so Derek had a little baby brother um, and he was being like really fussy that morning. And Derek was like, you know, mom, just take care of the baby and I'll walk by myself. Um, the mom was like hesitant, but she's like, OK, like it's literally down the road and like there's no way to get lost. So, I mean, sure, you can walk. Um, he gave her a kiss and was like, I love you, mom. And she's like, you know, I love you, too. Um, so then. Well, this happened in 1993, and it was, like, a different time. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would have let my kid go, but, you know. Um, so this was actually the first time the mom let him walk anywhere alone. That day, Doreen, that was her name, the mom, went to go pick up her son from camp, but he wasn't there. And the teachers told her that they hadn't seen him all day. Um, they called the police, and in no time, they found Derek's body. So Derek's body was in the field right next to the summer camp. He was bludgeoned, beaten to death, and sodomized. Oh. The autopsy report says that his cause of death was from blows to the head. So uh, also, they determined that he died five minutes after leaving his house. So right what? away. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how close it was. The community was like, shocked they were sad everyone was looking for clues they're like you know this is such a small town like who would do this like everybody here knows each other it must be some rando from like some other town or something so there was this one little boy who actually said he saw Derek and don't get confused because his name is Eric so this guy this little boy named Eric he was like 13 at the time said he ran into Derek because he was walking back from camp so Eric was already sent home that early in the morning for bad behavior. He was being a little bad kid, so they're like, you know, go home or whatever. Eric was actually, like, really involved with the police. He kind of um, was helping them out, telling them where he saw Derek and, like, the lat. He was like, here, I'll get on my bike and I'll show y'all where um, I saw him coming. And then um, I guess there was, like, a lot of pressure that started building up to Eric because... The way they found Derek's body is they found like a smashed banana and they noticed that Eric stopped eating bananas when he loved bananas. Um, so like people started kind of to like think something fishy was going on. So um, I guess he was feeling really guilty one day and Eric was just like, I killed him. He just told the police straight up um, that he killed Derek. Um, so. Eric happened to be abused by his stepfather all the time. Um, he had no friends. He was always picked on because he had like red hair and freckles. And so everyone would make fun of him. He had big glasses. Um, like I'm not saying that's an excuse to kill somebody, but like it might have like a lot to do with his anger issues. Um, he did have anger issues because he told his dad one day that he was feeling like he was really angry and his dad just was like go punch something i don't know what you want me to do uh, you know oh my god so one time eric punched a tree so hard his knuckles were bleeding because that's how angry he was at like oh no reason i guess i don't know well he was also being bullied so that day after leaving camp he said he lured derek into the field choked him 
with a stick, um, beat his body with rocks until he was like bleeding, and then like sodomized him with that same stick. Oh, um, baby. So the funeral was like paid for by the community and all that. Um, people would take the parents' food. Like I can only imagine what the mom was going through because she was the one who let him like yeah. go early. Um, but Eric was tried as an adult. He was only 13, but he was tried as an adult. Um, he was sentenced to nine years to life with the possibility of parole. Um, but he has now been denied parole eight times. Um, but people are saying that he really changed in prison and that um, he says that he wants to help kids when he gets out, if he ever gets out, kids with anger issues. Um, and he wants to go back into society. But... I don't know. I just feel like he's going to stay in jail forever. Well, if he's been denied so many times, it's probably for a good reason. Yeah. What Maybe. the hell? But he It's so crazy, little... right? Like, you can be so young and, like, do something so horrible. Mm-hmm. Especially the sexual abuse. Oh, yeah. And also, um, they said that he suffocated a cat with a bag once. <gasps> so it progressed. Yes. So he really wasn't getting the help that he needed and his parents were just not a lot of help they're like yeah you know go punch a bag i don't know what like you know yeah um i feel like stuff like that you have to go take if your kids are acting like that you have to take them to go get like mm-hmm. an eval yeah. of some sort you know and it ended up that he was just so upset that day from being sent home and all that and all the anger being built up that he took it out on little Derek mm-hmm. that was only four years old. Wait, he was four? The, no. Eric was 13. Derek was four. The, was the little four? boy he killed was four. Yeah. And his mom let him walk? Well, it was in the 90s. It was a different time. Yeah. I remember, well, like, my... Okay, so, like, my grandparents wouldn't let me walk alone, but I, me and my uncles would always go walking, like, to the corner store and back, and my uncles were like 13, 14, or 16 at the time. Yeah. They are in their teens. And I yeah. was probably about that age when we would go walking around and stuff. You know what I mean? It was what? a different time back then. Yeah. But this was like, like a dead-end street. True. And it was like a dead-end street, from my understanding. And there was just like a little field that you have to cross. Just a little field. And it's right there at the summer camp. Yeah. Like oh, there okay. was no major <clears throat> road. So literally, you just walked down the street and it's right and you there. And think, oh, okay. too, like, it was... I mean, I'm not... I'm not um, saying like it's okay to let your kid walk but it was such a small town too you know like as a mother she was like like, like, they'll be fine he'll be okay yeah because he was known around town for being like in sports and all that at even such a young age i think he played like baseball already he was was little but i mean it's so sad though i can't even imagine like the pain that she went through but like five minutes after he left home like i don't know that's horrible yeah, so that's the story of Mr. Derek. Good, I hope they never let him out of jail or prison or whatever. You Even know, a he lot... did get all the help he needed, that's still... I also, too, like, like... sodomize? Like, come also on. Also, too, like, I would I would think that if he were to, for whatever reason, they would let him go out of parole if they would tell... Like, one of his restrictions would be you can't be around kids mm-hmm. because of the sexual things that he did to his body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. I get you're angry and stuff, but like sodomize, like that's yeah. a totally different. I'm totally like, angry. what does that mean? Uh, so so we put a disclaimer. So should I just Google it? Uh, I guess you guys you can Google, can it, Google yeah. it. Okay. 
Because I feel like I know what it is, but I... It's, uh, so it's... Okay, so pretty much the definition is, um... Uh, it's hard to explain but because it's gonna be graphic but just google it you guys oh you saw okay, yeah 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 like a four-year-old okay so the Why definition the... of sodomize is to perform unnatural or abnormal sexual intercourse on a person with like penetration with yourself or like themselves or with the foreign object yeah Oh, Without it being so detailed, that's like pretty much the yeah. definition of it. Boy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. When I was little and my mom had the sex talk with me, I always heard their word sodomize, like in the news and stuff. And I was like, so what does sodomize mean? And she was like, uh. How and she told me, <laughs> but she pretty much told me like point blank what it was. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. But what the heck? Like, that, that's why I was saying, like, because he was so young. And for him to do that to this little boy, like, I would think if they were, for whatever crazy reason, let him out in society, that would be one of his restrictions. Like, yeah. no, he can't be around kids. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or... Like, wouldn't he what, be... Wouldn't he be considered a sexual offender? offender? Yeah. I think so. I would think they would I have would, to register yeah. him as a sex offender. I would think so, too. Did you know, I know this is totally random, but if you're caught having sex with somebody even that's your age, like, outside of the park. You know how people like to be adventurous? Like, in public and stuff? You have to, you, you have oh, to yeah. be registered as a sex offender. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. How? What? Oh, <laughs> my so God. Weird. I think because they see it as, like, what if there's kids around and you're having sex, yeah. so it's like you're exploiting yourself to yeah. other mm-hmm. age kids. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Is okay. yours, like, really bad? I think so. I, after, okay, so I did a bunch of research and I actually came across y'all's, but I briefly read about them. Um, and then I came across this one. And I was disturbed only because of how young he is. And let's just say he's known as the world's youngest serial killer. Serial killer? So it was the year of 2007. The, so Bahavimar Police Station, which is in Bihar, um, it's India, Bihar, India. Uh, the, the phone kept ringing, like, from different people throughout this village, right? And pretty much the police that were in, like, these policemen were engaged in, like, unusual phone calls. So they got this phone call about the villagers capturing a serial killer. And they're like, oh, okay, so we'll go there, we'll investigate. And the police get there, and they see that the villagers have this boy in custody and this boy was eight-year-old named Amrajit Sara and he was a serial killer he murdered I believe two infants and one toddler what yes so when they showed up to the village they took him away from the station and they're asking him questions and he completely like said, yeah, I killed so-and-so, but I also killed two more, two, two others. And they're like, two others. And he's like, can I have a biscuit? <gasps> you know what biscuits are, right? Like, yeah. like cookies. And like, they were like, you're asking for cookies? Yeah, give me a, co- give me a biscuit and um, I'll tell you all about the murders. Oh. And like, he actually so smiled, cool like ass. while he was telling them about like how he killed these poor babies and like 
what happened, where he buried them, everything. He had like a smile on his face when he was talking about the killings. But like before he had like, like look at his face. Like he had like this icy glare face. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like he like, you can tell like, you know, like you can tell by like somebody's eyes, like there's something wrong with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I was an ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So Amajit Sara was born in 1998 in the Brigasi district in, in Binhar. Uh, later, the family moved to the Mashari village in India. The family was extremely poor. They spent most days in poverty. Um, his father was a farmer, but he, he made like little to nothing. So they were a very poor family. So what got the villagers suspicious about this young boy is that um, there is his mom, his, the first victim that they knew about, well, technically first victim that they thought, um, was a six-month-old baby girl. So her mom's name is Chung Chung Divi. Um, so what she did is she put her daughter to sleep. She dropped her off at the nearby school. So basically, like in this village, it, their culture is obviously like different from ours, but they had like this school. It was like a daycare. So what the mom did is the mom put the baby to sleep. She laid her daughter down in the school, told the teachers, and then left to go home to like finish off her chores at home. So when she came back to the school, um, she, the baby was gone. The daughter's name was Klushabu. Um, when she, the, the mom came back, the baby was gone. And so they, Pretty much, like, the whole village was on a search. Like, we got to find this baby girl. Like, this is so weird. Like, she was here one minute, and, I'll, I'll, like, suddenly she vanished. So, pretty much, they saw um, Abajit. They saw him walking around, and there was witnesses that said that they saw him go into the school. So, what he did is, at, literally, as soon as the mom laid down the baby girl, he went in almost right after her, grabbed the baby, and took off. He strangled her to death. And then he bashed her head in with a stone. He took her to a field and then put her body, like, just laid her body down, put, like, brushes and, like, sticks and, like, leaves on top of her body and left. So the couple of people that saw him go into the school and leave, they didn't see him leave with her, but they saw him holding something, but the villagers didn't think anything of it. But when the little baby went missing, they were like, no, like, he knows something. So they questioned him and questioned him and questioned him, and then finally he admitted. So that's when they called the police. So they take him to the police station. That's when he was like, yeah, you know, I took her. I killed her. I'll show you where I put her body. So they go, they find her body, and then they find two other bodies. And um, they question him about that. And that's when he was like, oh, well, give me a biscuit and I'll tell you. So this is where it kind of gets disturbing. So... One of the, one of the uh, bodies was of a one-year-old boy. Turned out to be his cousin. <gasps> so what he did is he took his cousin out to the field, strangled him to death, bashed it, again, bashed his head in with stones, buried the body. So the little girl, it happened in 2007. This was the year prior, 2006, the end of the year of 2006. So then... Um, that same night or a couple of nights later, his little sister goes missing. She's six months old. Hell no. Six months no. old. She goes missing. And the parents are questioning him about it. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Well, then he admitted to his parents that he killed her. 
took, took, took them to her body, even showed them where his cousin's body was. The entire family covered up for him. Shut up. The parents and the family covered up for him. Yeah. So they didn't, like, tell anybody. They didn't tell the police. They didn't tell anybody what happened. But then he went and kidnapped this six-month-old girl the year after, a couple of months later, which was 2007. And um, they, you know, pretty much, he got busted. So I couldn't really, it was more about him, like, what happened to him. I was trying to find, like, if the parents got um, charged, but I think they got charged for conspiracy or murder. Mm-hmm. So pretty much for tampering with the bodies and tampering with evidence. So they got charged. I think they only spent up to like two or three years like in prison and whatever family members knew about him killing the cousin too, because it wasn't just the parents that covered up. It was like the whole family, the whole family that knew about it covered up for him. So because of the horrifying case and like how he killed these babies and like his confession they trialed him as an adult. Eight, yeah. Eight years old. Eight years, eight years old. Good oh, shit. It's because the brutality cycle. of the crime, yeah. they, like, they trialed him. They were like, no, like, he's... He's advanced. Who the hell? Like, what eight-year-old does that? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. What the fuck? I can't even imagine. Like, that's, like, my sister. My sister's eight years old, and like, that's, like, her, like, doing these horrible crimes. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. So, because of this horrified case... It attracted attention from, like, media, psychologists, like, all over the world. He went through, like, different um, uh, different questionings with psychiatrists, and there is a couple of psychiatrists that pretty much told him that, well, he told psychiatrists that injuring the babies was, like, pleasurable for him. So, like, he enjoyed, like, watching them in pain. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed, like, t- like feeling the life. Um, leaving like his hands like he enjoyed that like it was enjoyable for not sexually but like he just enjoyed bringing pain and like anguish upon others so pretty much they told him that he did like they they there's one psychiatrist that said that he did he appeared to like he didn't know right from wrong he didn't understand what he was doing was wrong (gasps) yeah like he had no like they pretty much he was just crazy like i don't know like so anyways they diagnosed him with conduct disorder, mm-hmm. um, and they believed that it was like a chemical imbalance in his brain, and that supposedly it could successfully be treated by medication. So, whatever. I don't <laughs> think so. He's crazy. I think he was a little sociopath. Like, yeah. there's no way. Like, it was a chemical imbalance in his brain. And I think the reason why they said that was because he was so young. So they're yeah. like, oh, there has to be the chemical imbalance in his brain. No, like, he's like, a serial killer. He yeah. just started early. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, oh my God. Exactly. and the thing is, too, because this town was so poor, like, obviously there's dead animals everywhere, but there is, like, no evidence showing that he's the one that killed the animals. But I could assume that he started with animals, got curious. I mean, if you think about it, like, animals are, like, helpless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're so little. Like, and they don't... so are babies. Yeah, and so are babies. So he went from animals to humans. The most helpless human beings that you can find are going to be children, infants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it just only made sense to me. I think he's the one that killed, like, a lot of the livestock and stuff that they found dead. So pretty much Indian law prevented Sada from facing any lifelong legal consequences. In fact, the absolute longest sentence that the young serial killer could face was three years in, ju- in a juvenile facility. Three? Three years. Um, but because of his mental state um, and, like, 
the reasoning for the conviction and sentencing, all that. Um, he was released, and then they put him into a psychiatric facility. So he wasn't in prison. So after oh. he went through juvenile, they locked him up in a psychiatric facility, put him through treatment. Um, in 2015, he ended up staying in a youth home at the age of 18. Um, he's actually free now, living among the community again. And supposedly he changed his name. They don't know what he changed his name into, but apparently, supposedly, he turned his life around. And like now he's living in society again in India. But he completely changed his identity. They, and I couldn't find anything about his parents, like where his parents are now or what. But I could only assume like they have no contact with him or whatever. But <laughs> that is so what? random. Yeah. Jeez. Eight years old. Eight years old. So he's the world's youngest serial killer. In the Damn. world. Yeah. I'm like speechless. Well, I know. I'm like, what? But like what pisses me off is the parents hit it. Like they could have yes. avoided they could have avoided the other deaths. They could have they could have saved that baby's life if they would have reported it when they found out about Like the, I understand it's your kid and stuff, but like wouldn't you want to get your kid help? Yeah. Like I would. Exactly. I'd be like, look, I love you, but you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need some help. Yeah. I cannot even imagine. That's insane. I cannot believe that they did not say anything and they covered it up for him. Like, seriously. Thankful. Yep. And I think what disturbs me is that he's like, yeah, I'll tell you about the other killings, but you have to give me a biscuit. Like, What? It oh my god i get it they're poor but like maybe he was hungry like, you know what i mean and that that was his way of bribing them like you know, just give me food and I'll give tell me you food everything. and i'll tell you everything yeah but that also shows like he's young yeah like that's how little like little he is like, and like the different doctors that he saw they were like he has no like he doesn't know right from wrong like he doesn't even realize what he did was wrong he was just like, oh, no, I like, you know, taking, I like taking your life. Like, I like how I felt afterwards or almost like he liked feeling dominant. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I took it. Yeah. But At only I, eight years old. Like, how? 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 I don't know. Like, did, I mean, the only thing I could think of is maybe like he would see like livestock getting killed. You know what like I mean? Like the slaughterhouses and yeah. stuff. Maybe okay, or like, like how they did that. I don't understand. Like, okay, here, I guess, like in the U.S., we have TV, we have internet. Kids have access to that. But did he have access? I don't. I don't know. They were in like, poverty. How? Like they lived like, in a. They that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Village, but like, like, how is that's well, you know just natural to like, him? Then yeah. you know how sometimes, like when the, like farmers and stuff, they kill like their cows and they do kind of bludgeon them over the head, like with something. Like, if it's a bat or something, they sometimes do to, like, kill them quickly. So that's why I'm, like, maybe that was, he would see that and, like, let me try that on something. Mm -hmm. There's even, in one of these articles that I read, um, it's called thegulfinsider.com. They even put, like, in their article, like, some of the details from the murders were not released to the public because of how disturbing they they were. So, like... Him, like, strangling the babies and, like, bludgeoning them to death, but probably wasn't even, like, half of what he did to them. Oh, no. I don't think there... I honestly don't think there's any sexual things that happened, because I think they would have put that in there. 
yeah. not give details, but they would have said they like, there said was sexual yeah. orientation or something. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he like decapitated them or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't <sighs> doubt it, honestly, from that little cycle. But he so pretty much like they he's out and about. What if he has a kid one day? Or what if he already has a kid and he has urges? Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, so they tried they tried um trialing him as an adult, but they're they wanted to, but I think his lawyers were like because he was so young. No, so they put him in juvenile. Yeah. Got out, put him in like a psychiatric facility. Supposedly he's out healthy again i don't know i don't know maybe the medication isn't like if you're in juvenile like as you're an adult aren't those like expunged i know Um, i think doesn't that work here in the u.s like i think that's in canada is it i think it's like only like if you have like a police record like as a juvenile mm -hmm. Mm. i think like if you've gotten in trouble like you know speeding or or like you know breaking into a house like and stuff like that. I don't think it goes. It for doesn't murder. go for murders, but in Canada it does. Like it in, does in Canada. In Canada, if you, well, if you murder someone, I guess as a kid, when you're an adult, like it basically doesn't count anymore. What? I don't know. Something like that. Canada. Oh, it Come actually on, bro. says here that <laughs> um, in two thousand. Here at the end of the article, it says in 2015, he called, um, he contacted the media and like told them that he was going to be staying in a youth home, youth home when he turned the age of 18. He was going to change his identity and try to live a normal life. Stupid little fuckhead. That's scary. I wouldn't wouldn't have let him out. I wouldn't. He's a little psycho. Because what if like, okay, let's say they do give him medication or something, right? That suppresses that. Mm -hmm. What if he doesn't take the medication anymore well, once he he's has, out. like, what a if, mental break. Yes. Yeah. What if something triggers him and then, boom, he goes. I think what scares goes. me, too, is, like, if the witnesses didn't see him or didn't think anything of it, you know, or questioned it, or questioned what they saw with him leaving, like, the school, like, how many more babies he would have killed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If they didn't catch him that day. Oh. Exactly. You're right. Nope. It's horrible. So moral of the story, don't have children. <laughs> JK. I'm on, I'm on my second one. <laughs> We're going to yeah. put them in little padded white rooms. I told you, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to build an underground bunker and I'm going to put both my kids in there. They're Just keep them there. <laughs> I'm going to like that one movie with uh, Brandon Brasher. Oh, where like the parents think that the world ended. Yeah, it was just the plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good one. I can't remember the name of it, but that was a good one. <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but it's it's a funny movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's hilarious. You have to see it. Yeah. So in the beginning, the parents are like the bombs, the bombs are coming, and they go in the underground bunker, and like he's in there up until he's what like thirty something years old. They finally ran out of food. So the parents like, you need to go up and see if you could find food. It's like the world's like running. Like, yeah. <laughs> like normal. <laughs> yeah. It's like looking around like, what the hell? Like they tell me that the world ended. And, oh my like, what gosh. Going on? And then finally they get the parents on. He's like, mom, dad, like it was just a plane crash. Like, <laughs> I would have been so mad at my parents. Like you mother. <laughs> like all these years. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's crazy. I don't know. I, there's just so many stories. I'm like. We can honestly even do a part two. Heck yeah, there's, there's, there's so, many. so many. You wouldn't even believe it. 
honestly, I had a hard time like picking like who I was gonna talk about. Cause there's so and there's even that show Killer Kids, where it's just like a documentary of and they have like I don't know how many seasons, like twelve, fourteen seasons. God damn, of Killer Kids. Of Killer Kids, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just I kind of miss talking about Killer Clowns. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a fun episode. Yeah, that was, that so was random, a really I'm good sorry. episode. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode a lot, mainly I'm, because Ashley was scared the whole time. Yay. I love. I'm glad awesome. y'all did. And then we got Ashley. Well, Ashley got herself drunk when we did the possession episode. I, I had to. There was no way I could do that one sober. <laughs> We're almost one month away from our one year anniversary. What the hell? We're gonna be in September. That was a year. Yeah. God. We gotta do it big. Mm-hmm. We gotta record um, naked. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see my naked pregnant body. I've seen your nipples. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, let's do a drunk episode. Well, y'all be drunk and then I'll drink my virgin margarita. Aww, we can be drunk baby. and then you can like make fun I'll of us. I'll take care of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave y'all here on the table passed out. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> here's some mixture. Here's waters. no. All Gato has mm-hmm. to do is just like get like a sliver of wine, and she's done. I get really up so fast. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't drinking in a long time too, so I might <laughs> be able to too. Yeah, I get drunk fast. I told Jen. Um, I was like, so right after I have Jason, I want you there outside of my door with a margarita waiting for me. Like I'm ready <laughs> to drink here. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak it in in my uh, Yeti. <laughs> hey, girl. Oh my gosh, I don't know, but this is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Killer children. You know, it's funny. I don't know if y'all realize the pattern, but we got younger, younger. Yeah. In our cases, yours was at 14, 15, yeah, 14, yours 15. was 13, and mine, eight years old. Yeah. Can you You're imagine this a killer one-year-old? Oh my God. I bet you there is. I don't know why, but when you said that, I thought of like Chucky. I saw like a little tiny like Chucky child just like with the knife. Can you just imagine? I read this one story about this and I I don't know when I hear like a killer kid and they're like oh he was 17 I'm like he's gonna be an adult like the next month in a year. Yeah but anyways um, it's so stupid so he killed his parents because he wanted to throw a rager. A party. A party. I saw that. He wanted to throw a party. But he knew his parents were going to say no. So he bashed his mom's head in with the, with the hammer. Same thing with his dad. He put their bodies in the bedroom. He had the big party. He told one of his friends what happened. A friend called the police. He even, okay. showed, even showed his friend where he put their bodies. Oh, yeah. Dumbass. Really? Mm-hmm. No, he told his friend. And then after, he took a selfie with his friend. So they showed the selfie. And did you see it? Yeah. And the friend looks like... Like... Uh, like... You know, he looks like super uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. He like somehow got away and like went to the neighbor's house or something and called yeah. the police. And so the I police got there. I would have been like, "Bitch, you fucking yeah. crazy." So I supposedly he's like still like in prison or whatever. But I I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try it as an adult. All because he wanted to throw a party. I was like, "Damn, I can't I can't tell Sabrina no." <laughs> You want to throw a party? Sure. I'd rather Girl, drink I'm going to have all of your theos sure. over here. <laughs> We're all going to drink. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was so like drunk. a... I remember hearing one where the girl um, got her boyfriend and his friend to kill her parents because her parents wouldn't let her move in with her boyfriend. Really? Yeah. I know there's um there's a Lifetime movie with... Oh, I forgot her name. The girl that played Sabrina Teenage Witch. 
and then like Melissa Joe Hart. Melissa Joe Hart. There's a Lifetime movie where um they didn't let her have like I don't know she I don't know how what she, I, don't, I forgot why she killed her parents, but I think she actually did it for the insurance money. But she um, manipulated some guy to like shoot her mom and her dad in the head while they were sleeping. <gasps> yeah. Um, so she could collect the th- their, their insurance money. Bitch. She was what little, the hell? She was a little psycho. And, we, and she documented everything in her diary. They always so, got to document I it. I think it was. <laughs> Read your kid's diary. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was her friend who got her best friend got very suspicious and like b- broke into because I think she was living like with her aunt or something. And she went to the house and she was like, oh, I left something in her room or whatever. And um, she started reading through her diary. Like, she was suspicious. Like, she even knew, like, there's something off. Like, there's something not right. Because, like, she was crying at the funeral. And then, like, she was out splurging all this money. And then she was bragging. Like, she was bragging about certain things about, like, that she got from after they died. And the friend was like, no, no there's something weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she documented all in her diaries how she planned it, how she manipulated the guy. Like, so she took the diaries and like turned them into the police and like she ended up getting arrested. And I just spoiled the movie for y'all, but I don't know what it's called. So you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mm-mm. But you know what? And I, I think about, I think about like all the arguments I've had with my parents about them like not letting me go places or like not doing certain things, but never once has it crossed my mind like I'm gonna kill them. Yeah. yeah. Like I would get mad and just be like, y'all are mean. <laughs> yeah. The thing. I'm like, I'd be like, I hate you, and then slam the door and then later, like, like I, love you. I was grounded for like two years in a row. What'd you um, do? I was really bad. <laughs> I was really bad. Yep. I don't know. I don't know who she was. Um, her name was Miranda. I don't know. Who Miranda Mendoza. Is. I don't know. That's why I changed my name to Mandy. No, I'm just kidding. I've always mm-hmm. had the nickname Mandy. But um, I don't know who Miranda was. Um, she was an evil child um, who did bad things behind her parents' back. Um, who said that she was going to go to the movies with her friends, but she really went with the boyfriend that she wasn't supposed to have. Yes. Your mom saw, yep, I remember that. And, <laughs> and I got told on by my aunt and my great-grandpa who were, who were passed away. So they told on me. They're my like, mom, look at this little My girl. mom would have dreams and like my aunt's like, she's lying. She's lying. Or my great grandma's like, look, she's mm-hmm. lying. She's lying. She's with the boy. She's with the boy. And sure enough, that's what I was with. Yeah. So anyways, I was a very bad kid for tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, now I'm, a, I'm an angel. That's but, crazy. Yeah, I remember always getting into arguments with my parents, and like never once has it crossed my mind like I'm gonna, I'm gonna plan their murder and I'm yeah. gonna murder them. Like, no, that's crazy. Who does that? I've even seen like and read some about like kids like after their parents get divorced, they go on like a crazy freaking like spiral thing because like two different parents and everything. I was like, that didn't happen with me. I was like, what the hell? I was like, the first thing on my mind, two Christmases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first two thing on my mind. Yeah, two of everything. But I was like, never like, let me spiral out of control and kill people. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just weird. But like, you can't, I don't know. I guess you like. You can't judge, I guess. Yeah. People like, handle things differently. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's just weird. I'm just like, every time, like when Sabrina gets into her teens, Jason too, when he becomes a teenager. After I argue with them, and you better not plan my murder. Mm-hmm. You'll get caught. 
I have cameras. <laughs> we right? have cameras everywhere and I'm recording this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to like lock the drawer with the knives and be like, I'm locking this, okay? I'm going to lock my No ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh. You're going to be the first suspect. <laughs> I'm going to keep a little note in my pocket. My child did it. <laughs> Question my children. <laughs> Question my children, and if my husband's alive, question him too. <laughs> oh my god, oh. we're horrible, but we know y'all love us. <laughs> so, if you want to send us any suggestions, go ahead and email us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail Visit our website at scarynotscarypodcast.com. Follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Um, don't forget to leave, rate and review us on the iTunes podcast app. Subscribe to us on Spotify and download Podbean and follow us on Podbean as well. Yep. Yeah. You can get notifications when, you know, we post stuff. Yeah. How fun. Do y'all get them? I get them. What? Notifications. Yes. Of like when our episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get them all the time. It'll pop up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Podbean's been like uploading our episodes onto Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I don't know how that's happening, but it's happening. Um, <laughs> Less work for us to do. Yeah, thanks. It's like but doing everything. Podbean's like a whole like universe on its own. It's like its own like fourth Mystery. member. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's it's its own fourth member of our podcast. Yeah. And it does all these things and we don't know how to do it. And it like, just pops up. It's like, hey, <laughs> look at this. I know. I'm like sitting there figuring out how to do it and it just does it on its own. So I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, I think that's it. Um, that's there could it. be a part two to these killer kids. But if you have any suggestions or if there's any stories you want to share, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And I think that's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure y'all buy me a pumpkin spice latte and donuts and everything pumpkin spice. Thank you. Yeah. Or stuff with cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you mm-hmm. can eat a whole chicken breast in one bite. <laughs> send us a video. Send us a video. I need no to news. see this. I'm curious <laughs> now. That's it. Like, my curious thing. Just yeah. Yeah. I need to You know, we're going to sit down in the living room and watch you Yeah. Too. Just Have like fun. the other time watching those penis-shaped things. Oh, Those were weird. Oh, they're ducks. Or G-ducks. I showed, I showed my mom and she was like, oh, and the, they slap them. They're all... I'm like, <laughs> And all the juice comes out. Look up, look up G-O-duck. A-S-M-R. Yes. It's spelled G-E-O and then duck. D-U-C-K. Not D-I-C-K. D-U-C-K. It's disgusting. I love it. It's very gross. I love it. But after you watch it, let us know what you think. Um, 18 and over. Um, And until next time, remember to always stay.